The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Primal Body, Primal Mind. Your host, Nora Gedgaudis, is here to take you on a fun-filled and informational journey through the mind and your body with a focus on neurofeedback and healthy nutrition and what it can do for you, your family, and friends. Now, here's your host, Nora Gedgaudis. Well, hello to all of you out there, and welcome to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. And thanks for being here today. I'm, of course, Nora Gedgaudis, and I'm broadcasting here to you from beautiful Portland, Oregon. And before we get started uh, today on on this show, I think because of the subject matter of, of our show today, I really want to start off by voicing uh, the important disclaimer that that nothing that we're going to talk about here today in any way, shape, or form is meant to substitute for medical advice or is meant to prescribe, prevent, treat, or cure any medical condition. And, of course, if you have a medical condition, you should always consult with a qualified licensed health care provider for this. And that being said, today's subject is a really a more important one than might be apparent on the surface of things. It isn't just for people who have thyroid issues. Now, I've titled the show um, about basically the thyroid and iodine, what you need to know, because the thyroid happens to be the largest repository of iodine in the human body, and this is often where iodine deficiency symptoms are most apparent. However, many of you may not know that iodine is literally needed by each and every organ, gland, and tissue in the human body. No one can function optimally without it. It's a critical component, too, of of immune function, which, of course, is another hot topic these days. By the way, the second most important repository of iodine, especially in women, is, is breast tissue. So iodine deficiency is a major predisposing factor to breast cancer, something you don't hear every day. And guess what? <laughs> Between the years 1971 and 2000, the levels of iodine in the American diet have gone down 50%, but the incidence of moderate to severe iodine deficiency has literally risen over 400%. How can this be? I mean, don't we all, you know, eat iodized salt? Well, the reason for the disparity between iodine and the food supply and actual deficiency rates has to do with one single factor, largely, which is competition. In the periodic table of elements that you all learned about in high school chemistry, iodine exists there, as do many elements, as part of a family. And the specific family of elements that iodine belongs to is called the halogen family or halide. Iodine is related to compounds that you may have all heard of called chloride or chlorine, fluoride or fluorine, and, and something called bromide or bromine. And exposure to 
large doses of any of these related compounds can actually displace iodine in the human body and prevent you from absorbing and utilizing iodine effectively, even if you're eating seafood and kelp and iodized salt and all of that. So just eating um, kelp and seafood may not be enough these days. Also, iodine exists as two distinct compounds, iodine and iodide. We need both. Iodized salt contains only iodide and not iodine. So iodide can certainly help prevent goiter, which is what it was originally intended to do, but it can't do everything iodine needs to do. And that's a common misconception. So you can eat a ton of iodized salt and still get into trouble. And, and of course, most people are told to cut salt out of their diets anyway these days, so often people aren't even getting enough iodide for that matter. But thyroid issues and particularly autoimmune thyroid issues, are really on the rise these days in no small way. And in some, to some degree, in a proportional manner to the decline in iodine levels. Um, 80%, in fact, of all low thyroid cases are autoimmune in nature, whether they have been diagnosed that way or not. It takes running a thyroid antibody panel to know for sure, and many doctors just don't bother because they have no way of addressing autoimmune thyroid anyway. You know, low thyroid is low thyroid, you know, in their view, and and uh, and it's all treated the same way, and that's that. So, you know, you can be on thyroid medications and have, you know, you know perfectly pretty-looking labs and still have all of the symptoms of low thyroid or even mixed symptoms of low and high thyroid, which we'll get to. Well, few doctors possess a sophisticated understanding of the thyroid, and fewer still possess a grasp of functional endocrinology. And also rare are physicians who have transcended misconceptions about one of the most critical and misunderstood nutrients of our modern diet, which is iodine. Dr. Janet Lang, doctor of chiropractic, is an established and very well-respected educator, consultant, and author in the expanding field of hormonal health care. Her expertise in non-invasive techniques and patient-empowering philosophy led to the evolution of her restorative endocrinology program. She is also the head of Lang Integrative Health Services and a returning esteemed friend to this show, I am truly honored and humbled to welcome Dr. Janet Lang to our show again today. Welcome, Janet. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Oh, it's, it's, it's a thrill. It really is. Well, I mean, could there be a more misunderstood gland than the thyroid? <laughs> or maybe a more misunderstood nutrient than iodine, maybe besides cholesterol? Well, I think you hit them right on the head there. Yeah. <laughs> very misunderstood incorrect information out there, or we should say not updated information that right. people are paying attention to. Right. We don't, we don't want to badmouth people, but yeah, there's a lot of confusion out, out there in hormone land, as you would call it. Yes. So let, let me read you a couple of statistics about how many people are estimated to have thyroid problems. Um, Statistics indicate about 10% or 13 million adults of the population suffer from hypothyroidism. That's from Mary Showman's book, Living Well with Hypothyroidism. Wow. However, it is believed that up to 40%, 52 million adults of the population suffer from hypothyroidism. And that's from uh, excerpted from Dr. Brownstein's book on overcoming thyroid disorders. And I call the, that, you know, 52 million adults, most of them do not have clear thyroid disease. It's what I call the hidden hypothyroid epidemic. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's a 
misunderstood territory because the thyroid really isn't mostly the gland that needs treating in the hidden hypothyroid epidemic, although the thyroid is under-functioning and there are symptoms of that. You know, we, we left off last time I was on your show talking about the relationship between the adrenals and the thyroid. Right. And I would say the, the most common cause of thyroid problems are stressed adrenal glands. Yep. Our stressed stress handling glands due to chronic stress responses, which we were never really designed to handle physiologically. So, you know, one of the basic teachings that I start with is to understand the thyroid, you need to understand how to evaluate the stress handling glands and then address them appropriately. Right. And all the ways in which the stress handling glands themselves are, are, are impacted. You know, with this topic, you know, as, as broad as it is, it is, it is hard a little bit. Uh, to know exactly where to start, but I'm, I'm thinking that where we left off last time, like you say, uh, you know, maybe the thyroid and, and also the connection with thyroid and adrenals and how these two glands interact, um, and maybe starting to where the essential role of the thyroid is, what it does, and maybe a brief review of where, where good thyroids go bad. <laughs> Well, yeah, I could I could just give you a, a basic of what does a thyroid gland do, if you'd like sure. to start with. Okay, well, first of all, it's the largest of the seven classical endocrine glands in the body, and it's located in the front base of the neck. And being the largest endocrine gland, it has the most extensive blood supply. Now, that's important to understand because the the thyroid can be injured by things like whiplash injuries or other traumas that involve the neck and and over time lead to hypothyroid function. And this is, of course, where chiropractic and other kinds of assistance in, in body care can help. Sure. Um, now, the thyroid plays a huge role in the body. It, it affects what's called the basal metabolic rate. The, the baseline of our metabolism is controlled by the thyroid gland. So it controls the rate at which the body produces energy from food and therefore has a primary effect on overall energy levels. It regulates digestion, oxygen consumption, and it mobilizes fat from storage. So, you know, obviously people who have a sluggish thyroid gland can tend to be fatigued and tend to start to gain weight. But it affects the operation of all body processes and internal organs. And in a healthy, balanced body, the thyroid gland helps increase the activities of virtually all cells, organs, and glands in the system. It helps control body temperature. Most people are aware of that, although it's not the only gland related to temperature. Right. Um, but it's one of the main ones. And um, in children, it helps control the body's rate of growth as well as brain development. And it has a huge effect on developing proper IQ. Right, and cognitive functioning and emotional yes. functioning and yes, pretty much everything. Uh, yes, and, and most people are familiar with you know low mood or depression problems related to the thyroid because it exerts a profound effect on mood and emotion through its action in brain chemistry. But you mentioned also about the thyroid uh, and the immune system, and most people aren't aware of what a huge role the thyroid is designed to play in immune system function, especially because it has that extensive blood supply. I'm going to read you a quote from Dr. Jarvis's, he's a medical doctor, book called Folk Medicine. He says, all the blood in the body passes through the thyroid gland every 17 minutes. <laughs> because the cells making up this gland have an affinity for iodine, during this 17-minute passage, the gland secretion of iodine kill weak germs that may have gained entry into the blood through an injury to the skin, 
the lining of the nose or throat, or through absorption of food from the digestive tract. And strong, virulent germs are rendered weaker during their passage through the thyroid gland. With each 17 minutes that rolls around, they are made still weaker until finally they're killed, if if the thyroid gland has its normal blood supply. And if if you have forgotten how antimicrobial iodine is, here's here's some information from Remington's Pharmacology regarding iodine's antimicrobial ability. It's one of the best all-around antiseptics, mm-hmm. and it's active against bacteria, fungi, spores, yeast, protozoa, and viruses. And they'll kill most bacteria, the iodine, in 10 seconds with a 1% solution. But even low as 0.1%, it will kill germs. So all we have to do is even have a partially, uh, you know, well-iodized thyroid gland, and it's going to exert a profound immune system support and effect on the whole system. And we're just getting warmed up here. We're uh, we're having to go to our first break, but I would like to invite everybody to stick around. Uh, we have Dr. Janet Lang here of Lang Integrative Services uh, talking to us today about thyroid and iodine and what that means for you, so please stick around. My name is Nora Goodgaudis. You're listening to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. We'll be back in just a minute. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. NBC Science consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended, a jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, if you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Looking for a different kind of health show? One that addresses you and your health? Let the Blood Detective, finding healing solutions naturally, address your individual needs and questions. Host Dr. Michael Wald has spent over 20 years studying and helping his patients uncover the causes of health problems, solutions, and answers to keep them healthy. Now he's here to help you. Tune in to The Blood Detective, finding healing solutions naturally, live every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Want to learn more about neurofeedback? Want to find a trained clinician for yourself or for a loved one? Or maybe you are a professional looking to offer this powerful, non-invasive technique to improve results for your toughest clients. At EEG Info, we are the leading provider of neurofeedback resources, videos, and training for the next generation of neurofeedback professionals. If you want to improve symptoms of emotional and behavioral dysfunction, this non-invasive approach is the answer you've been looking for. Neurofeedback is successful in helping people of all ages achieve a feeling of greater health and well-being. Visit us at eeginfo.com today to learn more about neurofeedback or to find a local clinician who can help you or someone you love. 
Unlock the full potential of your brain today. Visit eeginfo.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Well, welcome back to the show. We're here today talking with Dr. Janet Lang. She's a doctor of chiropractic, an educator extraordinaire, and a functional endocrinology expert. And we're talking about the thyroid and about the role that thyroid, or rather that iodine, um, has to play with thyroid health and to some degree your health in general. Now, you know, before we continue with this, Janet, real briefly, maybe can you enlighten our listeners a little bit as to the nature of functional endocrinology versus, say, conventional endocrinology, just to clarify that? Well, yes, functional endocrinology, or what I now call restorative endocrinology, is not something you can at this point go anywhere other than in seminars like I give to learn. Uh, it, it really is dealing with the states of hormonal imbalance that are not disease states. So they don't typically show up on the conventional kinds of blood testing. And as many of us know in healthcare, we often have sick patients with normal blood tests. So th- there are ways that the body is showing issues and problems long, long before they become disease states. And so this is what functional refers to, whether you're talking about functional medicine or whatever functional program. We're dealing with the systems as they relate together and can imbalance rather than how one, one like just gland, can eventually become and exhibit a disease state. And most of thyroid problems are what we call functional functional problems. There, there, there is no disease in the gland. It's simply under-functioning, and the most common reason for that, as I mentioned, is, is the adrenal glands are having issues. So in functional or restorative endocrinology, we look at the interrelationship of things, and we do more fine-tuned testing to discover what's going on. Um, is, we're looking at, is it imbalanced, not is it just broken? And I might add that even people who do have thyroid disease don't tend to respond well to treatment as long as they have these functional imbalances, which virtually always exist by the time something has gone to a disease state. What's, what's impressive to me about functional endocrinology, too, is the way it really factors in the, inter, you know, the extremely complex interrelationships of different hormones. I think that there's um, almost an excessive literalism if that's a word, but it is now, <laughs> um, in, in conventional endocrinology where, you know, if your thyroid is low, must mean you need more thyroid hormone. If your testosterone is low, must mean you need more testosterone, rather than looking at why that is and what kind of issue may be underlying that particular imbalance or deficiency. Yes, and, and although a person may need thyroid hormones, sure. it's so common today for people to be on thyroid hormones and still be expressing low thyroid function. It's not correcting the problem. That's extremely common. And again, you find the answer to that in understanding, as you just pointed out, the functional relationship among the glands. No gland is working by itself. No hormone is working by itself. They're incredibly interactive. 
and the primary you know partner initially uh, to the thyroid gland are, is the stress handling glands, the adrenals. They're like two ends of the same stick, controlling our metabolism, controlling like, the rate at which our motor runs. So exactly. Uh, you, you do this wonderful engine analogy here, and I think that's a great way for people to get it. Yeah, well, and I explain it to the, I, I teach um, doctors uh, all over the country how to do this work, and the way I explain it and tell them it's a good way to explain to patients is it, it's like what controls the rate at which our motor runs, when, considering our body? What contra- controls the rate at which our metabolism runs, our motor runs, or our RPMs? Well, when we're in neutral, it's the thyroid gland, and another way to say that is basal metabolic rate. But when we put our bodies in gear, it's the adrenals. And to function well in gear, you need really strong, balanced adrenal glands. Uh, and when people have stressed, stress-handling glands, and many, if not the majority of people who come into us as patients do have stress, stress-handling glands, then your body slows your motor down on purpose by slowing the thyroid down so you don't blow a gasket, so to speak. Yeah. So basically, this day and age, with people in such chronic stress responses, the answer to, to most thyroid problems is to understand how to evaluate and work with the adrenals. Because as we look at adrenal function, we're not just looking for the disease states of Addison's disease or Cushing's disease. We're looking for how the adrenals sequentially become compromised. We could call that adrenal insufficiency. And let me just read you something also from the physician's desk reference in regard to taking thyroid hormone replacement, such as Synthroid. Ah, yes, this is classic. Yeah, now under the contraindications of Synthroid, and I quote from the PDR, the physician's desk reference, Synthroid is also contraindicated in patients with uncorrected adrenal insufficiency as thyroid hormones increase tissue demands for adrenal cortical hormones and thereby precipitate acute adrenal crisis. See precautions. And under precautions, it says, use of Synthroid in patients with concomitant diabetes or adrenal cortical insufficiency may aggravate the intensity of their symptoms, unquote. And how many people with adrenal issues have glycemic issues? <laughs> and it goes back to the beautiful book you've written, Primal Body, Primal Mind, to explain the relationship of so many people who have those sweet and carb cravings that they're feeding and think there's nothing wrong with that when what they're doing is causing hormonal imbalances that just continue until they become, uh, after years and years, things that can be identified as something like diabetes or right. metabolic syndrome. Just spiral out of control. And, you know, one thing that you, um, you know, so beautifully state, um, although I'm going to be paraphrasing, you know, it has to do with the fact that, you know, the you don't develop these problems because your body's out to get you. You don't develop these problems because your thyroid is misbehaving somehow and doesn't know what it's supposed to be doing. And your body's always trying to do the best that it can for you, and it's, it's trying to work with what you're giving it in order to basically keep you alive. Well, exactly. We live in an intelligent system. If it wasn't intelligent, we wouldn't get out of bed in the morning. Right. You know, there's so many biochemical processes and physiologic processes that have to be coordinated in the 50 trillion cells that make up our body and that need to work together. So, yes, your body's not being bad. It's always doing the best it can given the situation. And given chronic stress, what happens is your body goes into a relative state of breakdown. Our 
our natural setting is to rebuild and regenerate. It has an anabolic setting, stronger than the catabolic setting or the breakdown setting. But when we go into a prolonged chronic stress response, the adrenal gland, the hormone imbalance results in a relative state of breakdown. We're breaking down slightly faster than rebuilding. And so the body in its wisdom tries to slow the motor down to preserve our health the best it can. Now, the symptoms are annoying, fatigue, weight gain, sluggishness, but it is not the body being bad. It's the body protecting itself because the stress-handling glands are going offline and they can't do their job when we put it in gear, so to speak. Right, so the solution isn't to try to, you know, just just throw, you know, you know, hormones at the situation or even supplements. You know, the the first thing you have to figure out is why is this particular, you know, why is my thyroid doing this? You know, yes. what reason would it have? You know, what is it compensating for? What reason would it have to go offline? And it's not to make you feel guilty. It's it's to get to the foundation of the problem because as long as you're just throwing um, throwing things at the symptoms, you're never really getting at what the cause of the problem was in the first place. And, and, and truly really correcting it or, you know, restoring, as you would say. Well, exactly. That's why I call it restorative endocrinology because the glands at any age can be, most of the time, restored quite well to their normal function, but you have to understand their interactions. And you have to start with the basic precept that the body is intelligent and it's designed to self-heal and self-repair for as long as we inhabit it. And the reason it's not doing that is, again, not because we're bad. It's because we haven't been taught how to live in this system. Right. And so the body goes into states of compensation and, and protection. And these are not disease states initially. These are imbalances, and that's right. what we look for. Now, a couple things I want to I touch upon here before we go to break is what are some of the symptoms of low thyroid and also of, of you know, hyperfunctioning thyroid because that's the other side of the coin. Um, and I'd also like to touch upon some of the other conditions that can mimic uh, low thyroid because there are a couple of them that are commonly, um, you know, without going into that too much because it's a little off topic. But um, Well, actually, it's just what we were just talking about. Symptoms that mimic low thyroid are weak adrenals. Yeah, yeah that's true. They, virtually, they share virtually the same symptoms. But, um, yes, I can give you, you know, the, the most, there's so many possible symptoms of hypothyroid because if you think about it, it's controlling the rate at which our motor runs when we're in neutral. So how many symptoms are possible if your motor starts to run in slow motion? Well, many, many symptoms, the most common being things like fatigue, muscle aches and pains, joint pains, which is why many people with thyroid issues are diagnosed fibromyalgia, uh-huh. uh, feelings of weakness, uh, lethargy, loss of interest in daily activities, memory and concentration difficulties, then low mood leading to eventually depression, uh, cold hands and feet, they're just feeling cold a lot, tendency to be constipated, to gain weight, uh, sweetened carb cravings and low blood sugar problems. For women, menstrual problems can be aggravated, especially you know provoking more things like PMS and heavy bleeding. Right. Uh, again, uh, compromised immune systems, so repeated colds and flu. Um, people don't perspire easily. They could feel a fullness in their neck. Uh, they tend to get puffy around the eyelids and around the eyes. Uh, just a general sense of, of, of holding water or edema. Right. Um, one of the things you can actually see in the mirror, if you look at your tongue, there'll be teeth indentations around the edge of your tongue because the tongue is slightly enlarged in people with hypothyroid. 
And then a classic symptom, of course, is loss of the outer third of the eyebrows. Right, right. And then, of course, just real quickly, you know, if your thyroid is overfunction, you can have heart palpitations or sort of inward trembling and nervousness or a really fast pulse even at rest, uh, be nervous and emotional, have insomnia or night sweats, uh, sometimes even trouble gaining weight. And it's possible, too, for a person to have both sets of symptoms simultaneously. Well, it, well, they swing. You can swing, or back, swing and back and forth. Yeah. Even in the course of you know short periods of time, you can swing from hyper to hypo as the body becomes confused and imbalanced. Right. Right. But you're exactly right. If you think of uh, the, the the motor running too fast, what are the possible symptoms? And those hyperthyroid symptoms are just what you mentioned. Yes. So when we come back, we're going to. Uh, talk much more about this and talk about the role that iodine has to play in this equation. We're talking with the brilliant and wonderful Dr. Janet Lang, and I'm Nora Gadgaudis. You're listening to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. We will be back in just a minute. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. NBC Science consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended, a jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Want to learn more about neurofeedback? Want to find a trained clinician for yourself or for a loved one? Or maybe you are a professional looking to offer this powerful, non-invasive technique to improve results for your toughest clients. At EEG Info, we are the leading provider of neurofeedback resources, videos, and training for the next generation of neurofeedback professionals. If you want to improve symptoms of emotional and behavioral dysfunction, this non-invasive approach is the answer you've been looking for. Neurofeedback is successful in helping people of all ages achieve a feeling of greater health and well-being. Visit us at eeginfo.com today to learn more about neurofeedback or to find a local clinician who can help you or someone you love. Unlock the full potential of your brain today. Visit eeginfo.com. The Interstate Sportsman Talk radio show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice American Network with hunting and fishing info news, talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk Friday mornings at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 Eastern, for the Interstate Sportsman on the Voice America channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. 
Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Well, welcome back to the show. We are talking today about the thyroid and iodine with my favorite possible expert on either subject, Dr. Janet Lang. And um, I, you know... A subject I really wanted to get into here, too, is that whole under-discussed subject of, of Hashimoto's. I really don't want to uh, skirt that one. And, of course, a lot of uh, talk goes on about low thyroid or hypothyroid problems and less discussed is, of course, hyperthyroid issues. And at least, uh, you know, the least frequently uh, mentioned is, is Hashimoto's, really, or autoimmune thyroid, uh, even though it's statistically really the number one manifestation of thyroid uh, dysfunction. I mean, at least... 80% of low thyroid cases end up being autoimmune in nature, and 100% of hyperfunctioning thyroid cases tend to be uh, autoimmune, and it's, it's hardly getting talked about. And uh, in my view, and correct me if I'm wrong, if, if you have an autoimmune thyroid, um, your primary problem is not exactly thyroid, but um, autoimmune or immune. Well, well, exactly. I, I kind of I describe Hashimoto's thyroiditis as is as it's an auto a systemic autoimmune inflammatory disorder where the thyroid gets caught in the crossfire, so to speak. And yes, the body is making uh, antibodies to its own um, thyroid parts of the family of the thyroid of what makes the thyroid gland function, um, and that definitely needs to be addressed. And it's a progressive destructive disease to the thyroid, which usually proceeds over the course of about, you know, seven to ten years, the thyroid gland, uh, it, you know, is going to, to be compromised in its bil- ability to make thyroid hormones. So oftentimes thyroid hormone replacement is appropriate. However, it's a systemic disorder of the immune system. And there's a lot of confusion about autoimmune, and that's more than we want to get into, but right. I would say the most common related issues that add up to Hashimoto's are, first of all, estrogen dominance, right. which is the most common female and male hormone imbalance that we find. This, the, the condition of estrogen dominance leaves the system you know, open to autoimmune problems. Yeah, welcome to the modern world. <laughs> <laughs> and then, obviously, the, the adrenal issues. Um, and then there are digestive issues are often, you know, underlying these things is what right. we call leaky gut syndrome leading to food intolerances or GI infections right. that are are not well evaluated unless you know how to do specific testing for this. Right. And like the, 98%, I think, of all uh, Hashimoto's cases have a strong association with gluten sensitivity, for instance. Yes. Um, and um, other ways that the, the GI tract becomes compromised um, and... Although this book doesn't talk about uh, Hashimoto's per se, um, Dr. McBride's book called Gut and Psychology Syndrome is an excellent book for people to start to understand how their GI system, their whole gastrointestinal tract, relates to their whole health. Uh, it's an excellent book. Um, but knowing how to evaluate and how to address these gut I- issues with any autoimmune disorder um, because this is going to lead to chronic systemic infections and inflammation and other toxicities that w- we could say confuse the immune system and it begins to attack elements in our bodies that it should not be attacking. So again, it's not the body being bad, it's the body being confused. 
And then there are emotional patterns that underlie these things as well that I talk about in my seminars. Right. Um, so to, to address Hashimoto's is, is to address the whole system, to run through and evaluate the different contributing possibilities and deal with them along with appropriate support. Uh, and also in Hashimoto's, now we haven't yet started to talk about how to use, you know, the, the use of iodine. But right, and it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a tenuous segue because uh, the use, of course, of iodine and, and the role of iodine in Hashimoto's or whatever is a bit controversial. And uh, but something I think you address uh, brilliantly, and, and, and I, I know that there are differing opinions on this, but um, anyway, I, I would like you to kind of... Uh, you know, address that. Well, one of the things thyroid, the iodine supplementation is going to do for thyroid is going to help increase thyroid function. And if the thyroid's busy destroying itself, you really don't want to do that. Right. So I teach not to use extra iodine, very, very conservative use of iodine in the microgram amounts. Uh, if at all, if a person is in stages of, of the Hashimoto's destructive process, um, they will test iodine deficient, right. but you must first work with the immune, the autoimmune response and the reasons for that before you can um, successfully address iodine deficiency. Now, one of the reasons to give thyroid hormones to somebody with Hashimoto's is you can rest the thyroid gland, and, and that can be an, you know, a help in this case in um, calming down the inflammation and the destructive process. It's part of you know, what can work. Um, and, and the thyroid hormones themselves are made of an amino acid and iodine. That's T4 means there's four molecules of iodine. Um, along with tyrosine, an amino acid. That's how you. That's how. That, that's what makes the thyroid hormone. Uh, T3 means there's three uh, molecules of iodine. So there is iodine in thyroid hormone right, replacement. Right, it's essential. Yes, it's essential for you know to make that hormone. So you, you, I would not use the. Um, I would make sure I knew if a person had Hashimoto's, and like you said, you have to run the antibody tests. Right. To know that. The problem is, too, there's so much underdiagnosed, uh, so much undiagnosed thyroid issue out there. There's so many undiagnosed thyroid issues out there. And I, I think where a lot of trouble comes in is where uninformed people or only partially informed people, you know, read something about iodine on the Internet. They decide to take matters into their own hands and they go online and, or, you know, if they hear it increases your thyroid, they think they're going to lose weight. And, uh, they order these high potency iodine supplements with, with no prepare preparedness at all or preparation or real understanding, and then they begin megadosing themselves with iodorol or, or who knows what. And there's certainly evidence that excess or improperly administered iodine may even trigger uh, you know, autoimmune thyroid in a susceptible individual, right? Well, yes, that's very possible, especially, as you said, when someone just starts out with those very high doses, which I never recommend, even for a person who does not have Hashimoto's or, or the possibility of Hashimoto's. Um, we always titrate up, go up gradually in iodine, and oftentimes never get to those higher doses at all, you know, the 50 milligram sort of things. But it's really very individual, and that's why it does, you know, there's so much confusion about it to begin with and contradiction in the information. Um, but I would say that there's a lot of research showing the efficacy of using 
iodine in milligram amounts rather than microgram amounts, um, and an excellent book for anybody, as well as he refers to all the relevant research, is Dr. David Brownstein's book called Iodine, Why You Need It and Why You Can't Live Without It. So his book, Iodine, is available on his website, on his website uh, brownstein.com. So I would, I would say you need that information, and especially if you're uh, interested in all of the research which Dr. Brownstein participates in um, that's up-to-date showing that larger amounts of milligram amounts rather than microgram amounts of iodine are appropriate and have been ingested safely for you know, very long periods of time. Um, yeah, and that's what what's called the Wolf Chikoff effect, right? Meaning that we can't, we're not supposed to take more than 200 micrograms of iodine, or it would suppress thyroid function. is is addressed in this research, and this Wolf Chikoff effect is is questionable whether it exists as the way Wolf Chikoff to thyroid researchers in 1948, whether they how what they actually described is is accurate. So there's a lot of question about that, and it's addressed by Dr. Brownstein, Dr. Guy Abraham. Um, you can get his research from Optimox, O-P-T-I-M-O-X. Dr. Guy Abraham started all of this, and Dr. Brownstein and another Dr. Fleckus have been doing the research with him for years, um, using milligram amounts of iodine in the population and not seeing any exhibition of this Wolf-Chikoff Wolf effect. Well, I think, you know, the bottom line is, you know, for me certainly is that iodine is an essential part of not just thyroid functioning, but the functioning of every tissue, gland, and organ in your, in your body. And so we have to have it. Um, and so the, the total avoidance of iodine, um, you know, doesn't, doesn't make sense. But of course, we also have these competing halogens that are displacing iodine in our bodies in a way that, of course, um, makes getting enough um, even though we don't necessarily require that much, you know, when it comes down to it, in order to get enough to displace uh, the stuff that's competing with it, that can take higher amounts of iodine. But to do that, of course, iodine has to have certain accessory nutrients uh, available to it in your body in order to function uh, healthfully and normally and be bioavailable, right? Magnesium, selenium, vitamin E. Exactly. Um, salt. The, the iodine is taken into the tissues on unsaturated fatty acids, so yes. um, that's important to understand, as well as if you use milligram amounts of iodine, it's going to call on your selenium and magnesium reserves. Most people are deficient in those, and yet you need to know how to selenium you can take too much of. Magnesium, you'll you'll just get uh, diarrhea if you take right. too much of it. Take those unscheduled. But selenium is yeah. toxic, and so we give it conservatively, you know, along with any milligram amounts of iodine, because you will need more of that in your body as iodine is taken in. And a common misunderstanding of um, thinking that it's iodine toxicity is when people start to excrete things like the other halogens, or even heavy metals will be assisted in their excretion as people ingest sufficient amounts of iodine. So there is a lot of good reason to understand um, taking in iodine, at least initially, in conservative amounts. Let me just read you what the research uh, shows about our, you know, the, the RDA for iodine right now is 145 micrograms. 
Nothing, yeah. And the thyroid gland, it's estimated from the research from Dr. Uh, Guy Abrahams, Brownstein, and Fleckis. Um, they've shown that the thyroid gland, um, to be fully iodized, takes three to six milligrams a day. Milligrams, not micrograms. Yep. Breast tissue, uh, five milligrams of iodine, uh, with larger breasts needing more. And, and so, um, and then combined other body tissues around two milligrams for all, all of the endocrine system actually needs iodine. But you're right, other body tissues as, um, iodine is introduced into the system, for example, the insulin receptors take up iodine. Uh, many areas that we had no idea were dependent on iodine. The thyroid hormone receptors themselves seem to be affected by sufficient iodine in the system. So for the body to work properly, and, and one, it needs plenty of iodine. And, and in fact, Dr. Abrahams has, is quoting uh, many of the uh, Japanese culture, you know, eat the equivalent of 13 you know, and a half milligrams of iodine a day and have done so in their type of diet with sea vegetables, you know, ongoing and exhibit no negative effect. In fact, they have more protection against breast cancer than populations without the iodine. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's it's such, such important stuff. We have to take another break here. So, uh, everybody, please hang on. Janet Lang will be back in just a minute with me, Nora Gadgoutis, your host, Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. Uh, we will be back in just a minute. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. NBC Science Consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgoutis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended. A jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgoutis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Is there truly a lesson in every situation? Can you learn from another person's experiences or are lessons learned when they only happen to you? Dave Felzer, number one national and number one international best-selling author, challenges listeners to stand tall, to be accountable no matter what the setbacks, and to recommit to enhancing their lives as well as assisting others around them. Listen to The Dave Felzer Show every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Radio Network. 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Welcome back to the show. Well, we're here with Dr. Janet Lang talking about a topic that is undoubtedly affecting many of you, whether you happen to be aware of it or not. And we're discussing the thyroid and iodine and what it means for you with uh, expert and physician, Dr. Janet Lang. Now, Janet, if people want to get a hold of you or want a referral to a provider trained by you, where can they go for more information? Well, start by my website, restorativeendocrinology.com. And I do list some practitioners who will see people over distance. We can do the testing and, and we can work with people over distance. Um, most of the time. So uh, that's a good place to start. Plus, I have other educational um, information on my website. For example, I, I have a iodine and total body health uh, CD uh, with the printable notes, more information about uh, the ins and outs of iodine and all the conditions, for example, listed that it's been shown to help, as well as the appropriate testing and um, so, and there's other information. There's a lot of information on my website of other uh, educational materials that, that are available. Yeah, you have incredible educational materials on your site. I mean, it's really one of the best sites out there for that. Um, one of the things that, yeah, you just mentioned that I definitely want to touch upon is the whole issue of testing. Um, now, there are a couple labs. I know um, I've used Hakala labs, and I think there's one other one that's commonly used where, where a person can, without a prescription basically, order a 24-hour urine loading test to determine the degree of iodine deficiency that you have, which I think is always a smart starting point and, and also end point to iodine supplementation. Yes, definitely. There is a very good um, urine test. Most of iodine, almost all of iodine is excreted via the kidneys and the urine. So it's a very good way to test for iodine status. And uh, However, um, many of these, as you know, just tell people to start on 50 milligrams of iodine. And right. I'm telling you that's an accident waiting to happen. Oh, boy. Because you're going to unload toxins. You won't understand what's happening. That's just blasting iodine, blasting any nutrient into the system that someone's deficient in is not the most effective way to, to handle things. It has to be taken in a whole body, whole person approach for where that person is at. We could say people are often deficient in many things, and, and just taking a single nutrient and blasting it into the system is not effective. It's not effective for most people. Um, what is effective is understanding, and usually you have to start by working with a healthcare practitioner, is how everything's related to everything else. And to understand that there's a difference between iodine need and iodine tolerance. Some people, for example, do muscle testing, which I think is a, is a great technique. And I, I, I don't do it myself, but I teach the muscle testing people with iodine. You test how many they need, and then you test how many they can actually tolerate. And they're usually, I just had someone answer, a practitioner tell me they, they had just uh, evaluated someone needed 
the the big 50, you know, over 50 milligram dose, but they could handle less than one milligram to start with. Yes. And that's not uncommon at all because it's a powerful nutrient that will displace other toxins in the body and among other things that you need to know about. So, yes, a test is a very good starting point. And then um, how to work with gradually introducing iodine and synergistic nutrients that work with iodine into the system and then watching, usually stopping well below these large amounts for a long time. It can take months, if not years, to to replete a system um, with something like iodine or other nutrients it's been deficient in for a long time because these nutrients work synergistically with other nutrients and they start processes going that have to progress. So, and this is the understanding that, you know, hopefully practitioners have who, who do use this and know what to watch for and when to back off and, and tell you this level is appropriate for you for right now. Right. So, I mean, it, you know, the big message, of course, in this is that iodine has this incredible role to play in your body for every gland and tissue and, and, and all of that, and, of course, for your thyroid and for your breast tissue and for so many things. Well, it's, it's protection against breast cancer. There's now studies being done showing that. Now, there is a great book by a medical doctor, Dr. David Derry, D-E-R-R-Y, called Breast Cancer and Iodine. So again, he's giving you the research. He's, you know, telling you, you know, uh, w- more of what you need to know. So, Dr. Derry, breast cancer and iodine. Okay, that's yeah, and and I know how incredibly important uh, iodine is with respect to things like breast cancer and, of course, immune function and even, you know, menopausal symptoms and hot flashes and all kinds of things. But I mean, the message here, of course, is that yes, we need iodine. Yes, we're terribly deficient in iodine and also its accessory nutrients, as you point out. Um, but we have to exercise caution at the yes, same time. Absolutely. And so approaching it with, you know, by, by first, you know, by first testing to make sure, find out what your deficiency levels are. And then uh, educating yourself as much as possible, getting Janet's educational materials on this subject, reading Brownstein's book, really understanding what you're doing before you engage in self-medication with iodine supplementation. It's just not necessarily the best idea in the world. Yes, and, and of course, starting out children with small amounts of iodine continuously is something that, you know, we, right. we recommend as well. In fact, if you go on my website, you'll see that um, two of my restorative endocrinology specialists um, do a children's seminar where we teach how to do these things yes. uh, to practitioners. And they are also available for consultations or for, you know, patient, um, edu- for patient care over distance. Yes. So that's Dr. Doris. Um, and Dr. Annette on my website. Wonderful, wonderful news. Well, Janet, wow. I mean, I'm, I'm forever amazed at your passionate mastery of virtually every topic I've ever heard you lecture on, and you truly are one of the great um, health educators of, of our time, and I'm, I'm in, and, and, and immeasurably an important voice, I think, in the wilderness that is the field of true health care, and uh, not simply disease management. So. I cannot thank you enough for being here again today to so generously share your valuable time and your considerable expertise on all we've talked about today. And I, yeah, I thank you. It's been my pleasure. So I, I want to thank all of you out there also um, for listening to today's show. And I want to remind all of you that 
if it wouldn't look like food to somebody wandering around 40,000 40, years ago with a loincloth and a spear, it's not food for you now either. I'm Nora Gadgaudis, and this is Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. We will talk to you again next time. I would like to thank my sponsors, the EEG Institute, offering the most trusted and respected source of information and training for neurofeedback, truly world leaders in the field. You can reach the EEG Institute at www.eeginfo.com or at 818-456-5965. I would also like to thank the Nutritional Therapy Association, the NTA, for their generous sponsorship The NTA is the best, most trustworthy and reliable source of foundational nutritional education and nutritional therapist training here in the U.S. and possibly the known universe. I just can't say enough good things about this organization. You can find the Nutritional Therapy Association at www.nutritionaltherapy.com or you can call 1-800-918-9798. That's 1-800-918-9798. Tell Marcy Nora sent you. Thanks, too, to Biotics Northwest, the source for exceptional healthcare practitioner quality supplements for every health professional. You can reach them at www.bioticsnorthwest.com or at 1-800-636-6913. Also, be sure to visit my website at wwwprimalbody primalmind.com, where you can also get my book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, Empower Your Health, Your Total Health, The Way Evolution Intended and Didn't. Thanks again for listening to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio, hosted by Nora Gedgaudis. Come back for another great program next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. And have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.